Hey everyone, it's Gabby and Danny and Manny and you're listening to Oye, Let's Talk. So for this episode, we're calling it Pandemic Check-In, which you can already guess what we're talking about, the coronavirus pandemic, COVID-19 and La Rona, the Rona, if that's what you all have referred it to. Have y'all? What is that? No, what? (laughs) I was just about to ask, like, what else have people called it around you all? Ronita. (laughs) (laughs) What? Is that a Miami thing? No. Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone calls it the Rona. On social media, everyone's been calling it the Rona. Wow, I have not seen that at all. I've okay. seen the Rona, and I just think that that's an extra like step why I had the hyphen. But I per- the Rona. personally, the Rona is my favorite. Um, but unfortunately, it's still around, and it's been around for uh, most of 2020. They first detected it, I believe, in February. So Super Bowl was in Florida, FYI, and then shortly after February, March. Well, they 1st, did. They detected it in China, I believe, sometime in November, December. So even yes, but in yeah, America, in America, I think the earliest yes. was like early February, and then yeah. I live in Florida, and March first was when the virus was first detected, and in South Florida. And then I remember by March seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day, that's when the governor decided to close all bars. So everything was going downhill. As the NBA called off its season, all sports teams were like, we can't do this anymore. And yeah, it just kind of went to, hey, you can't go out to eat. You can't go do this to, all right, quarantine, you're staying at home. So in that time, it's been a what, a, almost like eight months, Crazy. I guess, here in Florida. What do you, you know think has more, changed? You know what's even crazier, Gabby? I think the week yeah, the week after, like the, I, th- I believe it was like the second week of March, we were both at a wedding. And then it hit. And oh, then we were quarantined. You, you guys were, went to a, a wedding during Rona? Is this no, it was pre-Rona. Yeah. Well, no, it was out there. But you guys didn't know it was out there. I, <laughs> I like to refer to the times before the pandemic, BC, before Corona. <laughs> and there's not much I remember. <laughs> so basically, these past few months... I feel like we've been in this huge social experiment. You know, we're telling we're telling ourselves we need to put in masks. We need to be at least six feet away from each other, and then we're giving we're giving a set of instructions and directions to people, and then hoping everyone follows them. It's kind of like you're back in school, and it's made me really think of, you know, have we been here before? Like as as humans as a species. And obviously, there has been, but what I discovered in my research that it really hasn't been this very specific scenario in this moment in time with this technology. So Mm -hmm. the past, one of the biggest ones that people have been referring to these past few months was the Spanish flu back in 1918. And interestingly enough, the difference with that flu was that it actually affected kids and um, it affected people in their 20s and their 30s, where this virus is kind of affecting only older people. Um, and obviously, okay. back in 1918, it, we didn't have the same technologies as we do today. Yeah, it's better because in 1918, also, like people probably weren't living as long as we do now. Definitely. Right? So we've Definitely. evolved from that. Definitely. Oh, and also, um, the world was less crowded. There was about 2 billion people on the planet. And now there's about 7 billion people. So wow. big difference. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, social I, difference. 
the I science wanna... was also not as advanced i assume okay but i want to raise right. another point like beyond that because i was reading up on this as well in 1918 it was crazy how the flu spread but think about now that you didn't you don't were what over 100 years later you didn't have people traveling on airplanes every single day catching, 100%, right. yeah two or three flights a day or the cars like the way that it spreads yeah we have more people now too but we're also interacting with way more people than we mm-hmm. probably would have back then definitely yeah, that's insane De- so one of the first of all i wanted to mention what the difference between a pandemic and an epidemic was according to the world health organization a pandemic involves the worldwide spread of a new disease while an epidemic remains limited to just one city region or country and one of the interesting things was that um the spread of hiv was a pandemic you know and, and it's still called Thank the pandemic you. Referred yes to we're as still the living pandemic. in it Right, exactly. And millions of people have died from it. And at the beginning, it was like no one was really paying attention to it. And obviously, that disease is not transmitted as easily as, you know, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So just kind of looking back at different pandemics we've kind of um, lived through and experienced. Um, but it just goes to show how much it's, you know, how much we've changed and how much our daily living has changed. What's one of the biggest things you guys have you noticed living these past few months at home at work how did you guys quarantine i mean apparently you guys went to some weddings <laughs> questionable whoa, whoa calm down the rona was not a thing did not make headlines then. well well actually <laughs> when i got home so in like back then it was chicago i get back home and one of my best friends ale she tells me she was also part of the wedding she tells me, oh, you know, when you came to Jacksonville, because that's where the wedding was at, um, th- one of my friends that you met that day, she kind of just came no. from Britain, <laughs> from England, and she was with her dad. Her dad um, seems like he he was tested positive. She doesn't seem like she has symptoms. However, she cannot be tested at the time because since she's not showing any symptoms, she's not allowed to right. take a test. Therefore, just in case I am quarantining, our friends around us are quarantining. I suggest you and your boyfriend quarantine. And I was like, oh, my God, my boss is going to kill me. Like, I just came back from a wedding and I'm going to have to say just in case I have to quarantine. And I actually started working from home a week before it was officially like a mandated thing within my workplace. But to make this even more wild for y'all, which in hindsight, I I think my mother and I should have probably chosen more cautious decisions or made a more cautious decision. (laughs) That you went to Panama? Yeah, I went to (laughs) Panama um, when already the Rona was a thing in Florida. And I, I think I left like a few days before they shut bars down. I just remember being in Panama and they had shut down Disney. And I was getting ready to leave like a day later. No so way. that's how bad it was at this point here. Like at least the fear of it. And yeah. my mother's a respiratory therapist. So she was just coming to terms on what this thing was. Like when wow. she left on vacation, like they were still kind of learning how to treat it. Like, do you put them on a ventilator? Do you not? Mm-hmm. She was telling me how odd it was, but they didn't have that many patients that were so bad. So she wasn't concerned too much. And in Panama, it was just crazy because people... Like, as we were there, they were shutting down tourist parts, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of sucked for us because I had ne- I had never visited family there or anything. And they're like, oh, we would have showed you so much more. But this virus, like, every single day, there are major developments. Like, right. when we first mm-hmm. got there, like, 
they're like, oh, the beaches are still open, but by the next day they shut them down. Or the indigenous people oh where you can God. go visit and stuff. The indigenous people were like, nope, no Westerners here. Please, Did we you don't panic? Do Did you feel like maybe they were going to like shut the place down to the point where you couldn't come back for a certain amount of time? I was I was scared for a bit. Oh my god, she wouldn't be able to come back into the states. That That's what I'm scary. saying. Yeah, and for well, months, not knowing the place, I was concerned. Yeah, the embassy more. gets closed. My mom was staying for a week. I was only staying for five days, and like the fifth day leaving. So I left America. No temperature checks. No nothing. Everyone was concerned about Americans coming into the country. So America by that point had already had like a bad rep. They're the ones with the most infections. They sound worse. Like I went to Panama. The weirdest thing is that they had one death, but no recorded cases. And it's because someone brought it from Costa Rica, which mm. is the um, the country that borders it. And they had like four or five cases by the time I left. Whereas in Florida, they were just getting them left and right. And I wanted to read that too, to like testing and like, you know, technically Panama is a third world country, which I don't like to refer to countries as that, but as far as medicine, they're a little bit mm-hmm. behind. So I don't want to make it sound like, oh, America had way more cases than Panama. Panama probably just didn't know. And but, they didn't have the testing or the materials to know. Mm-hmm. And th- those resources or the funds. So right. actually, by the time I left, they took my temperature to get onto the plane to go back to America. They were like, yes, you can leave. But they were limiting the flights coming in from the U.S. Mm-hmm. And when my mom left, she actually ordered a flight earlier because she was nervous about not being able to fly out and they shut down the airport the next day. So that's scary. Yeah, it, it got really serious. But like, flights within Central America were allowed, they were just not accepting anybody from any other major countries. So I think a lot I has just, changed because now people are even flying. Like I just got got an email yeah. saying like, oh, you can fly back to Panama. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm not there yet. Guys, I have a really I actually have a really funny story. So when every, everything started shutting down, it was like the beginning of March. And literally, so it was the beginning of March. Um, I had a I had bought tickets for a heat game that Saturday. The NBA shuts down that Thursday. <laughs> so I never <laughs> went to go. That sucks. It was I'm so sorry. Thing. And they're but, like in the playoffs now. <laughs> It was so sad. Aww. It was so sad. And that crushed. that entire month, like it was gonna like I was gonna go with my girlfriend. It was like we were playing the the we were playing the heat, we're playing the Chicago Bulls. So, you know, she's from Chicago. So it was like we were planning on going to this thing for a long time. We were the the youth fair shut down. We were planning on going that. We we're planning on <laughs> traveling. And we were planning on on traveling to Disney at the end of that month. It was just I was like the entire everything just got ruined. This sounds Every- like a horror film. Like I it- wonder if like future generations when they sit down in a history class and they read about <laughs> 2020 and what this was, they're going to be like, "But how did you survive? Like how <laughs> like what did you do? How did you not go crazy?" And I right. I think that, you know, going back to your point Manny about asking like what are the major differences between uh, before and then I'm sorry, before and now. Um I think one of the main things is that at the beginning I would argue even journalists for a little bit, we were like skeptical of how big of a deal this really was. If people were exaggerating, like I remember when I was flying to the wedding, my mom was already super concerned. She's like, are you going to wear a mask? Um, You need to be cautious, blah, blah, blah. And at the airport, I I remember seeing some people with masks and some with the like the plastic uh, cover up. I forget what it's called. Okay, better, better, better. I want to interrupt this because this this is one of the things that changed. 
when the pandemic started, they were like, y'all should not wear masks unless you're infected. So that started yes. the stigma. Yes. And they were like, psych, everyone's going to be protected if they wear a mask. And then the CDC rolled it back a little bit being like, I mean, if you're not, if you're asymptomatic, it's kind of okay. And then they mm-hmm. went back to everyone should just wear a mask to be safe. But and, regardless of that, I'm I'm like specifically talking about even before then, like the very the beginning. Fact, yeah, the yeah. fact that people weren't taking it yes. seriously. Yes. And they're yes. like, oh, haha, yeah, it's just a flu. Like, right. stop being such a whiny baby about it. And then as it progressed, and you saw like the reports and the number of cases, and then when states actually started getting all the the resources and the equipment to test, then it was like, holy sh. Like, these are thousands of cases. This isn't, like, isolated cases anymore. This isn't five here, 10 there, 20 here. It's, like, thousands worldwide. And that just proves how interconnected we really are. So to go on that point, too, like, (laughs) this is going to be on a lighter turn of things. So we're kind of reminiscing back to the beginning. I don't know. Reminiscing makes it sound like it's, like, we're doing it fondly. But I don't think any of us want to go back to that. Yeah, or, like, (laughs) it was such a long time ago because it was literally a couple of months ago. Yeah, in that time, like, my whole 20, like, this is my 25th year of life. And basically, eight months of it have been this. So um, I just find it interesting. Like, yes, we were so interconnected. But, like, how Zoom took off. Like, we had Mm -hmm. Skype. We had FaceTime. But, no, Mm -hmm. everyone adopted Zoom. And then... Like everyone from like super high tech material, like everyone started getting AirPods so they can walk around and stuff or getting more monitors so they can work from home. But then it went back to the whole nostalgia aspect, like people buying board games and puzzles and like stuff that you used to probably do when you were kids or there was like no fitness equipment anywhere because everyone was working (gasps) out at home. Yes, that was crazy. (laughs) Isn't it a little ironic though that like, our our generation or like this specific period in history we're being judged by all the technological devices that we use and all the softwares and programs we use to connect with people like via technology or phones or laptops what may have you and yet the pandemic hits and then now we're craving that human contact that was being argued that we didn't have as much does that make sense that's that's crazy Yo, like, honestly, I talk about it all the time that people who were probably attached to their phones only spoke to a few people, whatever, now are the same ones that are like, you know what, I kind of miss work, I miss the work colleagues, like, it's just very interesting to me. And I do agree with you, Danny, that it went from, oh, we kind of only spoke to people like we saw who we wanted to see. And we Mm -hmm. didn't, like, we were forced to see anyone else. And now it was, oh, I miss being around people. So I went walking around the park. Yeah, I think now it's, it's, become a thing or let me reword that i think because of the pandemic we've started to internalize a lot more of what is a priority to us and what makes us happy and where we stand at this point in time in our lives like like reevaluating our jobs reevaluating our partners sometimes i actually heard the other day i think it was an npr um they were talking about a study that said that this year because of the pandemic there's been more breakups than in previous years like the average has increased like almost double that's weird the breakups yeah i thought it was cuffing season you thought it was what i thought it was cuffing season i thought no guys the other day there was a bumble ad that is so funny that you mentioned that danny there was a bumble ad on miami beach and it said, it was like on a flow and it said, but are they quarantine material? 
Isn't that funny? Oh my that's god! Genius. Funny, funny. I think that's super dangerous. <laughs> like I, have, I have friends. Listen, listen. I have friends. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Listen. Why are people this stupid? Like I'm gonna go off on a rant because I, I don't believe this. People are dying. Like thousands of people are dying. And now that we're more serious about this and there's more Are they quarantine material? And people are going out and about and dating around like like what? I like I can't this is like mind blowing to me. So actually that's a good point because I was discussing this with a friend because she's a writer and she wrote an article like she's she's does freelance and it was like how to do quarantine dates or dating in the time of in the era of COVID, I think was the title of the article. You don't, you don't. You're no, dating like, the same social circle. You're all going to get COVID. That's no. stupid. <laughs> well, her point in her, in the piece was like, first of all, you're not actually dating. Like we're changing the dating game. And she's like, you're doing FaceTime dates. So like now you're doing makeup to be in front of a screen. Like oh, God. you're not like getting comfortable with people. She goes, you're taking it slow. Whereas some people may have like swiped right on Tinder and knew what was going to happen that night. She's like, now you're actually taking time to like talk to people. And <laughs> she, but why can't you just wait though? Like, what is the well, hurry? If you think about it, like, you know, the talking stage, like this is kind of it. Like some people spent all of quarantine talking and like, if they want to go into a relationship or feel comfortable <laughs> approaching one another, but there's no, cause you know, I don't, I actually don't know, but like in mm. certain dating circles, or I guess now because everything can be so quick, and so rushed especially the younger generation there was the talking period could have been up in the air or you might have gone over someone's house the third day or something i'm so confused how we got to this point i should have not mentioned that bumble i was over here thinking it was going to be like a great i'm like what a genius way like everything has changed even though we have you not noticed our commercials were different but I was like, you know, I'm going to let's talk about commercials. And then Danny just went off on a tangent with people dating, <laughs> like swipe right for Rona. It's just I can't believe how irresponsible people are. It's just mind blowing. And that just proves how selfish we really are as humans. That That's my my conclusion of an argument. I think the pandemic in a lot of ways has not only made us like self-reflect on our priorities, going back to that point, it's also made us like not care about everyone else because we're thinking that oh because I'm young oh because you know my immune system is strong enough to handle this what if I get COVID you know I'm probably not gonna die but then you're not thinking about all the other people that you're probably interacting with that could affect them and could you know that could end in death yeah a thousand percent like I I had this conversation with a coworker not too long ago I don't I never thought like the problem would be me getting it which I do have certain health risks that I did take extra precautions or like even now I'm scared to go to the gym just because of it um but I don't think I could live with myself knowing or even not knowing but some part of me could have given the virus to someone who died from it and those 100%. are that's where like the guilt trips like it is a hypothetical situation and I might not ever truly know if someone died because of me but the right. possibility the fact that it could have been now I definitely take what D Danny was referring to earlier is that I do reflect more on like my decisions overall like my time management skills like everything because I'm like man like corona really made me reflect on how I may be impacting people's lives without even realizing 
or like what I could do, mm-hmm. how could it affect other people? So now it's just like trickled into other aspects of my life. And I think in that aspect, I'm changed forever. Even after everything lifts and the pandemic's kind of a thing of a past, I think this is going to be a skill or I guess PTSD that's going to stick with me forever. Wow. That's a good way of putting it. I'm going to play devil's advocate. So obviously, I agree with you, Gabby, that, you know, I, I at the beginning, I felt the same way. I felt guilty that I would give an older family my parents. I was scared I would give my parents like the Rona. So I was like very paranoid about going out. And I and I had not started the gym because I was like, gym, that sounds like an infestation pool to get Rona. You know what I'm saying? You Even now, out. yeah. Yeah. But here's okay. So here's my question, though. Like now my the county has had a positivity rate that is very low you're talking um, about miami-dade miami-dade county has a and, and an adjoining broward county as well um has a five a 14 day average of a five percent positivity rate or lower okay and i told myself you know at some point i would go back to the gym and i feel like eventually you know we need to learn to, because it's not that it's ever going to be zero. There's, It's never going to be fully eradicated. You know, we're still going to continue our lives. There's definitely things we have to change for the time being. But at some point, you need to incorporate those normal components of your life to keep continuing. And I'm not saying that we should just open up everything and it's like be crazy. No, every all the social guidelines we've been following in the past still need to be practiced, everything. But I feel like at some point, you need to continue. To a certain degree, obviously, in my scenario, I'm like, okay, I feel like I can go back to the gym now mm-hmm. because the positivity rate is low enough. How do you guys feel? And I feel like maybe at the end of the day, that's different for everybody. And maybe like what you what we're like calling ignorant people, they just have a really low baseline for what they deem acceptable. You know, for them, they don't mind being in a pool of like 100 people, you know, in a club or a restaurant. What I, do you guys think? I think what you're saying is very valid. I think little by little, we need to learn to live with it, so to speak. Um, because obviously we can't be working at home for the rest of our lives. Like there's certain jobs that you just can't, um, you need a, you need to live your life, but I think you just need to live it with extra precaution, whatever that, however that works for you, whatever that looks like for you, just keeping in mind that this is not over. And that even though, you know, there there are looser rules and regulations, it's because there's an agenda behind it, obviously, like where they're thinking about the economy, like there's other stuff behind the scenes that I think the public might not be aware of. I'm but sorry, it's like, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off right there, Danny. Like, I don't, I don't even mean to be rude. But like, this just goes back to like, what kind of person are you? And then it goes back to what kind of society are we? And we're an individualistic society, we prioritize monies because we're a capitalistic society. Like this, right. is, it is, what drives the bottom line at the end of the day. And I do not think that a lot of these rules are being like rolled back or, and maybe because I'm in Florida. So like, let's, let's be clear. Like uh, every governor has done things differently. um, And every leadership has done things differently, but I truly believe that a lot of decisions were powered by the dollar at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, I was going to say that there's always going to be rule breakers as well. There's always going to be that rebellious person that doesn't give an F about what, you know, the rules are, what politics are being said. They're just going to go about it like it's any other day because they can. And that's what I'm getting at. Like Manny, to kind of go to your point, 
I do think like, yes, we're going to have to learn to live with the virus. The whole point at the end of the day, which I do not agree. A lot of government leaders say it's, oh, it's so the hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed. No, like it right. is, it shouldn't just be, oh, we we're at 60, 80% capacity, but we're not overwhelmed. Like that's not the point of it. Like we should be caring about people overall. And I feel terrible for those who are unemployed and et cetera. It's just no one wanted to deal with this at the economic standpoint. Everyone wanted to keep business as is and kind of left it up to them. But if we prioritize the health of the society and truly thought of, yeah, great, we're powered through this vaccine. But if we really tried to mitigate the virus from the beginning, I don't think it would have had lasted this long. And I'm also speaking from the perspective that my mother's a respiratory therapist and they were at the front lines of these things. When you say ventilator, she was running like five, six, seven, eight. And mind you, she was a respiratory therapist in Miami, which was like one of the bigger hotspots in the nation. But she's like, I'm one person, eight ventilators. She's had five coworkers in her small, like 12 person department die. So think about it. Like half a department was wiped out of professionals who could clean everything. And at the end of the day, she's like, if they would have given us the right amount of PPE, if they would have like actually scheduled us better if they gave us bonuses from the beginning. Cause now, even now, like the pandemic is wearing out and her boss will say like, here's a bonus. Um, if you pick up this shift, like for anyone really. And that just goes to show like it was the bottom dollar at the end of the day. My mom's like, we could have hired out of town nurses out of town, whatever. Cause those are agencies for that, but they didn't want to spend the money on it is what it seems like. And what I'm getting from her. And going back to, you can't trust people to like do the right thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And I that's just how I think people need to live their lives. Like you need to do the best that you can do in terms of the virus. Like if you know you're going to be okay, but like try to do the right thing or understand that other people aren't, don't have the expectation that they're going to wear a mask or that they're going to socially distance. So you need to carry your right. hand sanitizer. And I think think once the vaccine comes i i truly believe like a lot of this is going to go away because then we'll be able to mitigate things and we have a surefire way to know that okay this is going to be mitigated like some people are going to be okay like they're going to be protected from it and i think that already makes a huge difference like knowing that some people for sure won't get it or most likely won't it's like the flu like okay it's this is more it makes me feel like it's more survivable but until we stop reporting I think Florida, like they're backlogged on deaths by like 30 days. So until we stop reporting like close to 100 deaths or 100 deaths every single day, I don't, I think it's weird how forward moving our society has become or like they're got, they've gotten so used to it. And it makes me go back to what Manny was saying, like in terms of the Spanish flu, like, I don't think I've really looked into or understood how they moved past it. And like, what did they I do think after? They just- I think they just let people die out like the the virus or, or the disease died with the people. And I think, you know, I don't think that's a situation in our case. I think it, it might have been at the beginning where they were like, well, there's no solution at the moment. We're going to do the best that we can. But at the end of the day, there's only so much we can do until we have this vaccine. Uh, but going back to the numbers for a second, I think it's important to note that there's a significant difference between the 5% then and the 5% now. Like the data in and of itself is completely different because back then we didn't have a lot of the testing that we do now. So those numbers like fluctuate. Does that make sense? Like, yes, there could be like a like a 5% decrease in blah, blah, blah. But yet the cases reported are much larger than before. And we also have to remember that there's a lot of cases that don't go that go unreported. 
like a lot of people don't care to get tested. They might get it. They might know that they have it, but they just it's never recorded. Yeah. Okay. So even though there is more people, that's why it's represented in a percentage. So it's you're still comparing apples to apples because it's a percent. Yeah, but, but the but the total amount is different. So the percent is is based correct. off of a different number anyway. Because there's more people getting tested. Right. So how do you you know how do you how do you really measure that? Right. How I do you know it's accurate? Right, you know right, what right. I mean? Well, it's to be right, honest, right, right. like because we're we gonna get real serious about this if we go, go down this rabbit hole. Like the number. No, no, no. I made it. I, it makes sense. It makes sense. What Danny saying? No, but also like the numbers game. Like it's so weird because because it's a new virus. Like, can you trust the number of cases? Right now, we're doing percent positive. Like we're really looking at that number. I felt like throughout the pandemic, we were looking at all different numbers. Now we're really looking at hospitalizations and deaths yeah. because like if that mm -hmm. stays down, that's pretty good. Even if we get more new cases, well, no one's getting hospitalized or no one's dying from it. So that's good too, right? And that yeah, I'm, right. I'm just saying we shouldn't we shouldn't celebrate too soon. Like thinking that oh we're we're headed in a more positive direction when Definitely. maybe it could be like like a steady thing. If yeah, and you, get, and you guys keep – so another side note on that, you guys keep mentioning a vaccine, and the vaccine is honestly not going to be here until next year. So the sad truth is that we're still going to be living like this, whether it fluctuates up or down, and with all these guidelines and wearing masks and being distance, like for the next at least six to eight months easily. And even if a vaccine comes out, then you need to think about distribution and how it's going to get to you and when it, it gets to you. We're young people, so we're like at the bottom of the list of the people who really going to need this, you know? But so would you get it? I would, yeah. I believe in science. And I even signed up to be part of a clinical trial, wow. which I haven't been... That's yeah. so important as a Latino, yeah. like, because we're underrepresented in these trials. Manny, that warms my heart. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I was like, why not? It's literally they're putting something in you and that's been tested. You just need to go out and test it. Yeah, you know, but you don't work. know the side effects. I don't honestly, I don't know if I would do that myself. Every, I would just be you, scared. Do you ever take any medication? Well, yes. You know, the side effects that we take right now. And those that's what I'm saying. It's, there's a testing. There's a set of rules for it. You know, the, the vaccine, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to be immune to it. It creates a response. Now, they don't know if that response is effective, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like there's any fear in that. I, you know, in the future, whenever it does happen, I'm interested to see what anti-vaxxers or people who don't believe in it. Because at the end of the day, these vaccines only work if enough people get them. So... Mm -hmm. That's going to be interesting moving forward here in the sweet United States of America. <laughs> on another note, how have you guys stayed positive so that we can end this on a on a positive note? How do you <laughs> how do you how have you managed these difficult times? Because I know it could be pretty dark for some people, pretty sad, pretty lonely if you live alone, if you don't have a pet, um, if you live far away from your family. How have you guys managed that? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to be like totally honest. I could measure or like if I had to lay out my emotions during the pandemic, like that, how, you know, like separated into pieces in the beginning, super high anxiety. I didn't know what to do. Then it was super stressful because of work, like figuring out working from home, figuring out like because this virus was so new and working in the news cycle, like we were just being pushed to the limits to cover every single aspect and every angle about it. And then burnt out because I felt like between the anxiety and being super stressed the entire time and trying to work way more hours than probably necessary. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I called it quits at some point. I think it was like April. <laughs> 
which is kind of early when you think about it in like the pandemic in Florida times. Um, but I, I just didn't feel like motivated. So I lacked motivation for a lot of my life. And then a lot of my life, a lot a of lot 2020. Of um, no, don't say that guys. No, I lacked motivation for a lot of 2020, I guess is a better way to put it. Like, I just didn't feel motivated to like, um, do my best job at work. I didn't feel motivated to like even really go outside that much anymore or like to cook a really good dinner because it just kind of felt like same shit, different day. And we're in this, we're locked in. And I remember feeling like distressed at one point, like I was trapped. So oh, yeah, I think especially working in a news environment, like constantly seeing those statistics and numbers and updating and deaths. And it's just like a lot, like you're dude. overwhelmed by everything. And then talking to my family too, because my parents both work in healthcare in Miami, it was like only like tragedy. And so it was kind of like, oh, I'm trying to talk to my parents to get to, to hear from them and to know them and whatever, but it's super negative. So like it was left and right negative and it, the pandemic took over my work life and the pers- my personal life and even like all conversations and thank God I have roommates. Right. So that made like, at least having company easier, but to, to go to Danny's point, I finally told myself like, you know what, enjoy the outdoors. Like that's what really mm-hmm. helped going on hikes with my dog, making time to just sit out in the sun, even if it's like on my, in my backyard mm-hmm. or um, finding a new place to go hike or a different time to go outside. Or if it was raining, cause it was Florida, like let me try and watch a new movie or let me pick a new series, which watching Avatar, we can get into that one day, but I will be glad to discuss anything with y'all. Um, but even revisiting, a lot of it was nostalgia, like picking up board games again and watching old cartoons that I missed a lot or old anime. And I think like that's, again, how I was saying, like certain aspects are going to stick with me forever. That's what's going to stay with me, knowing that, like, okay, Gabby, you found comfort in this. Maybe you should lean on this more often in other stressful aspects of your life. I definitely, Gabby, I agree so much with you on that news, on the job part. Job, like, work got really stressful at the beginning when we first started working from home and it was trying to cover the news from home. That was um, stressful in itself and I was still kind of new I, I was gonna worked... say you had just started working yes so imagine starting at a new job you're a couple of months I had been working there three to four months and then it's all of a sudden you're still not like 100% sure what you're doing you're still learning <laughs> and then you're like okay you're now you're gonna with all of this no it's gonna like now you're not gonna know what you're doing but from home what's <laughs> you know even better and then at first it was obviously you know you guys have worked in a newsroom like one of the biggest things is communication you're like constantly a lot of things are being yelled out and like that's a very part of producing the news so you know at first it wasn't obvious but like we made like a zoom room where people would like hop on depending on your shift um and that's been interesting and it's weird because now my co-workers i've known my co-workers for almost a year but i've only physically saw them for a couple of months so that's kind of weird that i've i virtually built a rapport with my news station which is weird so manny actually told us the other day this is for our listeners that he's now at this point worked at home more than he's worked at the station yes yes it's crazy crazy. yeah part of the pandemic but honestly how i've stayed sane um i have to give a shout out to my girlfriend because it's you know it's you know it's been fun it's been fun (laughs) it's been fun doing like quarantine dates you know like being forced you know it's like 
we're not we're we there's really i mean and you guys maybe could relate like it was like those activities that you could do at home like doing a puzzle or like playing games or having a picnic at the park like those little things or like even doing outdoor activities which maybe weren't a priority in the past like we went kayaking at the keys that was fun you know so like just having that excuse to go out you know i too loved kayaking that was a great option i don't think i've ever been kayaking to be honest why am i always the weird one out (laughs) your time in jacksonville wasn't long enough but what about you danny yes danny how did you cope so for the first two months um i didn't go out just because chicago was like one of the main hot spots for a while um, so I was just kind of freaked out by everything. Everything was shut down anyway, so there was nowhere to go. I don't. I didn't have a car then, um, so I walked everywhere or took an Uber. I obviously wasn't really Ubering anywhere. Um, I I think for a couple of weeks I didn't even take my puppy out. Like he had his like pads and everything at home, so he knew where to pee and poo. But like I was just even scared of going outside because there were like rumors that it could like the virus could still be in the air, and if I walked buy it even with a mask on it was just a lot of uncertainty and I didn't want to take the risk um then I stopped working then I was looking for for a job because um well life got in the way basically but I ended up moving out and then I like traveled like 14 hours by car um to get to Maryland which is where I'm at now I'm at a new job so I went through like a whole 360 of a change um I mean I'm happy now because everything kind of worked out the way it needed to but it was definitely very stressful like moving to a new place is the most stressful thing to plan in and of itself and then now with the pandemic on top of it it was it was very hectic I would not recommend it that's crazy Danny I don't I don't know how you did that move in the middle of a pandemic so kudos to you Thanks. So for reference, if we ever find ourselves in a pandemic again, just stay home for real, for real. Like no moving. Try not to do the whole job switch thing. Like or go to weddings. Yeah, or go to Let's weddings. Be more considerate of other people for sure. <laughs> With that being said, that we could probably go on and on about this topic, but we want to hear from you all, listeners. So we do have an Instagram. It's at Oye Let's Talk Podcast. We always post our teasers on there and let you know when a new episode is up. So feel free to give us a follow and send us a DM about how you're doing during the pandemic, what Bad Bunny song you were listening to the entire time. Drop something in the comments. Like, you know, start a thread. It's all Gucci. And follow, as, like, and subscribe. You know, you could do that too. But <laughs> we do hope that everyone is being really safe and that, look, if anything negative has happened because we do understand there's been some terrible impacts of this pandemic like we're here to help you out like just know that you are in our thoughts and we're sending good vibes your way this does and this will end and just remember like lean in tell someone oh yeah let's talk about this because once you talk about it too it things get better 